This is Sisters Bidding Romance Podcast. I'm Aisha, one half of this podcast. And I'm Lexi, the other half of this podcast. And this week we are very tired. We're very tired. <laughs> to be fair, self-inflicted tired. Um, all Aisha's faults. It was a good night, though. You cannot deny it was not a good night. Worth it. Um, this week or this month, we are doing Fairy Tale Feb. So I, I don't know. I picked it in this the spirit of Valentine's Day. Um, I thought that was kind of Valentine's Day esque to do fairy tales. Sure. Um, although the first two books we picked are dark romances, so they're like different kind of retellings than I think I originally had in mind. I don't know what you originally had in mind because when you said retellings, I thought of the series, like the Hook series. like Yeah, the Never After series. So, okay, so our first book this week or this month is Hooked by Emily McIntyre. And it's a like fractured retelling is what like I think she has listed, like the, what she calls it. Um... Yeah, fractured fail Terry, fa- bleh, f- fractured fairy tale reimagining of Peter Pan. Um, if you didn't get that already by the name Hooked, and I think that's pretty accurate as yeah. a fractured retelling because in this book it is a dark romance, so the villain is is the hero. Is he though? I mean, he's definitely more of a hero than some of the other dark romance. Um, heroes we've seen. Yeah, I guess. I just wish he was more the villain. He isn't actually quite that villainous. villainous. They always they talked about him being like very scary, and I was like, okay, sure, I get it. He carries around a fish hook knife, which is why they call him Hooked, and like he can like s- like inspire the fear of God into people. But I think it's just like ruthless. But then he has a very soft, like obviously soft spot for Wendy. And that's why you end up like, I don't know. That was one of the points that I actually had written down for this book is that the, in a dark romance, it's not, in a dark romance, generally the hero is always some form of like villain. Like he's, he's not a good guy. Yeah. And usually in a dark romance, it's either told from one POV or the dual POV is the only reason you like him at the beginning because usually this push pull like you're not you don't like the hero at the beginning of a dark romance like he's supposed to be a villain it's questionable well in all the dark romances I've read you have to like it takes you a while to grow on the hero which is the point because he's a villain. I probably have terrible taste in men then. Because like. So, sometimes I just like. Automatically really like. The the guy POV. I Yeah. But like. Because like Jeremy took a while for me to grow on. In God of Wrath. And. So did Zade In the cat and mouse duet. And what's the guy's name. That was from the sinners duet. 
I don't remember his name, but like it takes you a while because because you're intentionally not supposed to like them because they are the villain. And in this case, you like James almost immediately because he has a very clear soft spot for Wendy and Mm -hmm. you almost instantly like him because he's got a soft spot for Wendy instantly. I guess. Like, I mean, even when he's mean, he's not that mean to her. Yeah. I mean, like he just chain her to chain her to a basement. But that's not even the worst thing that I've read. Like, it's not even the worst thing that a hero has done to a heroine in a dark romance that I've read. I have read way. I mean, yeah, I've read way worse. This is like tame. And I think that that's this one really unique thing about this story. So if you're someone who isn't quite sure you're into dark romances, like this is a good, like I would recommend this to everybody. Like it's a little gory in the way that things are described, but you never, you never get the sense that Wendy's unsafe with James, even when he's being a villain mm-hmm. he's she's never really unsafe with him and like that's not necessarily the case in a lot of other dark romances because the hero is the villain and he's a pretty soft dark hero in that case in this like he's not meant to be like hard and like hard to get to know he's well, yeah i mean also the book is not that long no, this is a this it's is not a like a duet book. or anything. It's, it's yeah, like three hundred pages. How many pages is this? Three forty. That's actually that's longer than I would have said originally. It didn't feel like it was three hundred and forty pages. Yeah. Um. Because this is mafia romance, dark call romance. Ma- would you call this mafia? Yeah, I would definitely call us mafia. I, w- I don't know if I would. Like, they talk like about this. fucking cocaine, but I don't think this is a mafia. This is like I think mafia is like this is like a gang, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call him like mafia. But they, but they drug I, run in in and out of other countries. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I guess. I guess. I just like I like I think mafia is like a very distinct like the bar that like takes a lot of like a lot of the scenes take place in is a f- in is a opinion, front for the fucking money i think like yeah but like would you label breaking bad a mafia no no but he's just making cocaine okay the dude that gets his face blown off would you call him part of well he's part of the cartel but whereas I, like i think in my opinion mafia is very like this had like, all the mafia the Italian things. mafia and then there's like like Russian like I don't view it as like a mixed bag of people I, I view mean, it as like they are specific Rue is red haired and his name is Rufus dude this guy's Irish sure but okay well, whatever we'll agree to disagree this is definitely mafia though I, we'll agree to disagree I would definitely agree to disagree. Um, this would be contemporary romance. Yeah. Would you consider this new adult? I feel like I would, just based on the way that the style of the writing. It's really, it was really easy to follow and understand. That doesn't make it new adult, Aisha. 
I thought that's the definition that's we talked about. That's not makes it new adult. Well, it's listed. A, a lot of the genres have tagged this on Goodreads as new adult. Um, and then, yeah, I think retellings is probably the biggest one. Although she, like Emily McIntyre, specifically doesn't use the words retelling. She used reimagining because the fact that Peter and Wendy obviously aren't together in this book. Yeah. Because so the characters are obviously Wendy is the heroine. Mm-hmm. James is Hook. Yes. The hero. Peter is actually Wendy's dad mm-hmm. who owns an airline called Neverland. And John is Wendy's brother, which is true. True. You don't get to see Nanny, the dog. No. Um, Smee is maybe the Angie though. Angie was her friend. Maybe is that a play on on the dog? Because the the clock thing comes into play, and I was actually there's Smee, there's Tina Bell. Yeah. There's is Rufus a character? I don't think so. But yeah, the Smee, um, Croc. The crocodile mm-hmm. kind of comes full circle. The clock kind of comes comes around. Like, she did a really good job kind of weaving in the parts of Peter Pan into this book without it feeling unnatural. I mean, yeah, I guess. Because Croc was what he called his uncle who wore crocodile leather shoes. No, that's what his underground name was. And but he was known for wearing crocodile leather shoes. Yeah, and then the the clock came into play because his uncle had a really loud watch, and he could hear it as the only thing he could hear. Well, his it's never explicitly said this will go into trigger warnings that his uncle sexually abused him. Yes, it's never like I don't think he ever says it out loud. No, but it is hinted at very strongly that that is what happened to him mm-hmm. um and beatings like yeah physically and i also, and sexually I also abused think him. there's something with a knife they did knife play while he was basically like sexually abusing him yeah so you do like it's ever explicitly said but it is hinted at and then like other trigger warnings like i mean choking is like a really big part of this book because that's something that they both partake in for pleasure Mm -hmm. um it's pretty gory like they describe it pretty like the descriptions of the like action scenes or like when people are like dying or like getting killed are pretty great like they're they're reasonably graphic yeah i would definitely say look up the trigger warnings if like you're at all worried look them up yeah before reading this book i mean but that's a suggestion for all dark romance true look up trigger warnings before you read dark romance this book had a lot of ratings like i was kind of surprised that it had a really popular series yeah this had over almost eighty three thousand ratings that's a lot yeah i think it's also i think you can buy it in like barnes and nobles and stuff oh really i don't that's think it's interesting because solely... dark romances are generally not 
shelved at bookstores in the in my experience um because it says a 3.89 rating with 82,000 ratings um I thought that was a pretty accurate rating yeah would you because yeah yeah I think it's pretty accurate accurate. um this book is dual pov and it's book one of the never after series but they're all standalones yeah they're not connected i was just waiting for that for them to because the next book is the jasmine yeah with jafar jafar but they never introduce any of them and i was just like waiting for them to be introduced yeah i think guard two of them are connected i think the one of there's a wizard of oz yeah the wizard of oz and then i think there's another one and I think um, those two are connected. The last book is c- meant to come out this year, it looks like. Book four. I have to read this one. I don't know what this re- this one's a retelling of. What one? Twisted. That's the Aladdin retelling. No. Yeah. Oh. That's the Aladdin retelling. Because she's in love with a servant. Who's but, but then... No, Aladdin, but and then Shafar is the the right hand man of her her dad. But Scarred is Scar- an Aladdin retelling. No, Scarred is is the um, Lion King retelling. Oh, get it? Because Scar there. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, there we go. That's that's why I had them. I had them mixed up. But okay, so then they're not uh, they're not connected then because it's uh, Lion King retelling, Wizard of Oz retelling. Um, Aladdin retelling and then the last one in, at the back of the Kindle edition of Hooked it tells you what retelling this is but I don't remember what it is it's called Crossed I think that's Little Mermaid Ooh, I think Ursula you, and I think you think? yes yeah I was gonna say I, I was gonna say I, think I am be right. so good at this guys um, <laughs> because I that does sound familiar and it, some of the um, things on it, it Goodreads confirms that um, so they're all standalones which is kind of nice because you don't have to read them in order because they're not connected at all um, but this is book one and this is probably the most popular of them it has the most ratings I mean it's been out this is 2021 this hasn't been out that long for 82,000 ratings yeah it's a lot love, people love a good retelling man they also love a good dark romance and this is like very entry level dark romance yeah um, so as you said, main characters, Wendy Michaels. Yeah. And the, so his name, was it supposed to mean something? It's like James Barry. No, but I, I, I think if you watch the, is that what Hook's name is actually? I think what is, is that what the, the one with, uh, Robin Williams in it? I don't remember. What's I that one movie called? Yeah, but I think is, they do say who what, what Captain Hook's name is. name is. But I also think probably in the actual story of Peter Pan, it might they probably say, it. say that. Because I wasn't, I don't ever remember that. But so I mean, this James, is also kind of an age gap because she's he's like twenty six. Yeah, he's, he's twenty six, and like she's five years old. Twenty, turning twenty one in this yeah. book, and then John's sixteen. Yes. <laughs> um. To be honest, like, not a lot happens in this book. No. 
like and the the what I do the last chapter is the second to last chapter is basically when all, all shit happens yes like it all just like comes to head because like basically what happens is that like actually i guess we should read the back of the book before i yeah you tell should you read the back of the book okay i will read the back of the book i seem to be stumbling through these recently so we'll maybe we'll switch it up you'll read it i'll attempt to read it you can take the next one okay he wants revenge but he wants her more james has always had one agenda destroy his enemy Peter Michaels, when Peter's 20-year-old daughter, Wendy, shows up in James' bar, he sees his way in. Seduce the girl and use her for his revenge. It's the perfect plan. Until things in James' organization begin, begin to crumble. Suddenly, he has to find the traitor in his midst, and his plan for revenge gets murkier as James starts to see Wendy as more than just a pawn in his game. Wendy has been cloistered away most of her life by her wealthy, cold father but a spontaneous night out with friends turns into an intense and addictive love affair with the dark, the dark and brooding James. As much as she knows James is dangerous, Wendy can't seem to shake her decision for him, her desire for him. But as their relationship grows more heated and she learns more about the world he moves in, she finds herself unsure if she's falling for the man known as James or the monster known as Hook. That's pretty accurate. Eh. I don't even think she she doesn't know that he's until like a halfway like literally like at, she knows his nickname is hook but she doesn't like really understand what he does yeah she doesn't understand that he's like a bad guy yeah she just thinks that like he's a rich businessman he's a rich businessman and they call him hooked because he's like ruthless or something she the thing is is that like she also never fucking questions that like why would she does not ask him any questions of like what he does she gets distracted so easily by like sex basically yeah and that's that's we'll circle back to that that part but um do you want to give a quick summary of the book and then we'll just start talking about different parts well basically they it starts off with like one the the prologue is the prologue that he kills his uncle the prologue is yeah him killing at, his like uncle at, uh, 18. at 18 and then you jump ahead to eight years yeah yeah because it's 26 eight years uh and wendy has moved with her brother and her dad from florida to was it new england i thought it was massachusetts maybe somewhere with a port right yeah. Has to be somewhere with the port. Anyway, somewhere fucking cold. And yeah. where she doesn't like, well, I wouldn't say doesn't like it. It's just she not doesn't, Florida. Yeah, she doesn't understand the move. They've always lived in Florida. And she is like, because she doesn't go to school or anything. So she's kind of like spends her time working at this coffee shop. And her friend at the coffee shop convinces her to go to this bar because Another friend of hers is obsessed with this dude. Named Hook. Named Hook. And so she goes to this bar with like fake IDs and yeah. they get caught because I feel like bouncers are really good at pointing out fake IDs at this point. Um, And 
James sees them like her friends making a fuss at the door and lets them in because he he sees her. He doesn't quite recognize her as Mm -mm. Wendy, but he's like, oh, she's cute. Yeah. And lets her in. And then he kind of like stages a like run in with her. Yeah. Because he then recognizes her as. Yeah. When when she gets into the bar and then he comes up with this plan of like seducing her seducing her to get back at his at her her dad dad because her dad killed his family on like caused a plane crash because they were old business partners yeah his dad and her dad were business partners and basically his dad her dad wanted to like end the relationship but instead thought of but instead just killed them so he just like flew them on his airline and then sent the plane to the ground while this is like happening and james is the only survivor of the plane crash yeah her dad is trying to kind of like establish like or just like take the city over pretty much like like i it's never explained why he decides to make the move but he basically, yeah. like, tries to expand his business into a new city and is, like, taking over the city for, like, drug running because he yeah. owns an airline. And it's what James and his, his like, pseudo-dad, yeah, Rue or Rufus, like, their gang. Rufus is actually a Peter Pan character, isn't it? I don't know. I thought it was the youngest son, the one that wears the, the costume. I don't remember. We gotta rewatch Peter Pan. Anyway, um, so they're like trying to set up businesses, and he has this like whole plot that he's gonna like, because when he meets, quote unquote, meets James again, he James doesn't remember. He did, obviously doesn't recognize him because he was like five last time he saw him, and so he has his plan that he's gonna like kill her dad, and then but like let her go. Yeah. Like, use her to get to the dad to, like, hurt him, mm-hmm. kill him, and then be like, all right, Wendy, you be free. Like, you're an innocent here, but your dad's a fucker, and I'm still going to kill him. Yeah, and then basically he just becomes obsessed with her. Yeah. Um. And she kind of just, like, doesn't question his, like, pursue of her. I mean, to be fair, she's 20, so she's, she's like, 20. really young. She's quite naive, and she's still pretty naive throughout most of the book. But she does grow as a character. She does grow, and she does understand that she's like, okay, my, like in particular of her dad, she's like, okay, he's not a great person. Yeah. And also with his, her, like, like how he treats her brother and how he treat his treating her, he she starts like kind of being like, you're an asshole. Like, yeah. And then when she realizes that he is like i don't say taunting james but like something there like the obviously there's business and there's like history there that she's like oh so he's not a good he's not a good person yeah and like basically when james lives on a fucking yacht I thought that was a really... I thought... I mean, to be fair, it's called the Tiger Lily, so that does make sense for, like, the retelling. But it was really, really random. I was like, this is the most random thing for him to want to live on a fucking yacht. I thought 
how that they were going to weave that in is that he was going to have a boat that they did all their like murders on so they could go out to the sea and dump bodies and it was going to be called the tiger belly he lives on a but he legit lives on it he lives on a yacht um and yeah basically it's just james trying to get revenge on her dad things falling are in love with wendy falling in love with wendy and then he's like oh i'm not gonna let like he basically is like i'm gonna keep her and he's gonna find a way to keep her yeah and then shit starts hitting the fan because he thinks it's her dad retaliating yeah. and trying to like push him out but really there's it's like, like a couple different people at play like that yeah was, i and it, the thing is is like that like the croc the new croc comes in like, I know she hinted at it in little parts, but it like it really doesn't start playing until like the last third. Because James basically refuses to see the connections and just decides to yeah. be like, Yeah, fuck it, that's a coincidence. And so you you're kind of seeing it, but you're not quite sure how it's gonna play out. To be honest, one of the things that I was actually surprised about was I I knew that Smee was gonna come back and so like he was gonna play some sort of part in something. Yeah. But I thought he was gonna come back a good guy. I did not expect him to be the bad guy. Like I did I, I actually did not see that coming. Yeah, in particular when he when she went to go sit on the deck and then she he texted James to be like, Your girl's gone. I, I was thought, like, what the fuck are you doing here, Shmi? Like that was that, when I was like suspect. I thought that he I thought that he actually didn't see her go out to sit. She's basically sitting on one of the railings with her feet dangling in the water. And I thought he honestly didn't see her. And I thought what was going to happen was that Smee was going to, like, they were going to come to take her. And Smee was going to actually, like, help her. Like, and he was going to, like, defend her or something like that. Like, I thought he was going to be a good guy. I did not expect him to turn around and actually be the bad guy. What I didn't understand is, so Shmi is, ends up being his cousin, James's cousin. cousin cause his uncle's, his like, un- bastard kid. Yeah. And he has this, like, idolized version of what his dad was. And literally, this is, like, the guy that, like, raped James raped for, like, for years since he yeah, was, like, he was 11? Thir- he was, like, 13 when he showed up. It was, like, yeah, he was, he was... I don't know if he's quite 13, but he was definitely like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. So basically from that to the age of 16, he was being raped by his uncle. Yeah. And then at 16, the raping stopped, but the beatings didn't. And that was because of Rufus. Mm-hmm. But so like, yeah, that was a weird, that like whole confrontation. That's not my like least favorite part of the book, but it was very like, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And like, okay, the Starkey guy, is that what, is it, what they call it? St- Starkey the bartender, yeah. No, that that's like the, 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 he was one of the bouncers. He like let her in and he, he was like, he ac- accidentally shot one of the like people they were interrogating. Oh. He ended up turning on them in the end. Oh yeah. And he brought her. I was like. I saw that coming. That I saw coming like a yeah, mile away. And I was like, this guy. first got introduced to him and he was like, gave her like, like a look. I was like, oh, he's, he's totally. A- when he shot the guy in the head, they were interrogating. I was like, uh, you're just going to like let that go. Like, I thought you were supposed to be ruthless. Like, I thought you were, I was like, I thought James was going to fucking kill him. But said he was like, yeah, dude, don't do that again. 
And I was like, uh, yeah, you didn't, really, didn't really have any evidence that James was this big, scary guy. I mean, okay, the rats thing, that was a lot. Yeah, I mean, like... I didn't see that interrogation method coming, but that was that was good, though. Like, it, it added good. to, like, the ruthlessness of who James is supposed to be as a bad guy. But, yeah, I just, like... But then he, like, let the Starkey guy just fucking go unpunished. Yeah. That, that was a weird... Like, I was like, that doesn't fit. But, like... Yeah, I mean, the, I think my, my favorite scene, like my favorite part, was probably the, um, the, like the dinner party, the gala that they go to. Oh, yeah. The like push pull of like them being like kind of not on good terms, but then her being like fuck you dad yeah i really i did like that was a- she she like full-on was like she started like defending james to yeah. her dad i did like that i did like how she just didn't like sit sit back and like even with the was it the police commissioner yeah that was a weird he, i he thought that said- was gonna go somewhere yeah like come full circle because to why they were introduced but they just that just was like people that they introduced yeah but i did like when she was actually like starting to like grow a little bit of a spine yeah and be like her own person versus like some little girl mm-hmm. i didn't anticipate the brother actually being i did a half brother to i anticipated the brother not being his peter's kid I thought it was I thought it was because she mentioned how John looked a lot like her mom and I thought it had more to do with like him missing his wife and like him not wanting to like have a reminder of his wife because John looks so much like his his wife not that she cheated on him and he was a love child and no. he also killed his once wife. I kind of saw that like how her dad treated John and when she was like, oh, yeah, my dad, my mom died in a car accident. I was like, oh, she did not fucking die in a car accident. She was murdered. I did. I actually I didn't, totally called that. As soon I as, didn't call him being like a half brother, though. Like that. That was well, a little bit. Yes. and No. Because like when James was like their old business partners, I was like, oh, something. Something went down because I those two. I. I didn't see that coming until it was re- revealed that John was, like, n- not his kid. And then I was like, okay, the mom definitely didn't fucking die. Because, to be honest, my least favorite part... Actually, do you want to tell, tell you what, what your favorite part of the book is? Mm. Dude, you said you had these prepared. I did have these prepared, but I I didn't know you meant, like, part. I thought you meant, like, in... The whole scheme of yeah. Things. What's your favorite thing about the whole scheme? Um, I kind of just like like James in general. Like I thought he was a really good hero. I did, Wendy could probably use some more full character building, but I the only thing and like this is something that like I like that you learn like little like you got more details about his life. But yeah, about his life rather and like about his personality and stuff rather than Wendy's. Like, 
you didn't really get things that like things that Wendy liked like little even little bits of like things she did besides like work at a coffee shop and she's like right. sheltered where like you I think feel like you got more about John than you did about Wendy because like you learn like oh the John, airplane thing yeah John really likes building little like uh like the models and you saw him every time you saw him he was building something and like I like the fact that James you kind of like learned a little bit more about him and like he had more depth as a character yeah. than Wendy did yeah I I would agree with that I think Wendy starts out really naive and I was honestly kind of worried that I wouldn't like her because I was like she's really naive I mean though but when when she the birthday the birthday scene where she's like alone in this giant mansion on her birthday you really were like oh god I like like you feel you feel so sad for her because I mean okay like if we compare this to the last dark romance we read and we look at god of wrath I like Wendy as a character better than I like Cicely as a character. Oh, I like Cece better. Really? I like Wendy you better. a little more of Cece. Like, she's a little, little kind of annoying when you got her in little, like, long spurts of time. Because I feel like Wendy grew more as a character throughout the book to become her own person yeah, than Cece like, did. Cece didn't need to learn how to become her own person. That wasn't... The character she, arc. That wasn't the character arc that she needed to go on. I guess so. Her character arc was like kind of like overcoming going, her trauma. Yeah, overcoming her trauma and like letting more people in to how she feels and like what's going on. Where like Wendy just needed to kind of like stop having her head in the sand. Yeah, she was kind of like an. She's a little airheady at the beginning, and I was kind yeah. of like, just like didn't go to school, and I was like, wouldn't her dad as a businessman want her to go to school? Yeah, like I didn't I learn. Was weird... You didn't learn anything of like what she liked or what she wanted to do with her life. I kind of felt that she was just like okay being like pulled along, which is like fine as a character. But I really wish that like at the end, so he buys the. The coffee, coffee shop. shop because they fired her and she kind of really wants to stay at the coffee shop. So he so like, just buys it. And like, I would have preferred it if she was like, you know, I really like, like she really wanted that as a business. Like she was like, one day I want to open my own coffee shop or like I really yeah. like love that aspect. Where like instead it was just like, oh, I kind of just wanted to continue working at this coffee shop. So he's like, yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah, that's true because it was never mentioned in the book that she was like oh, like, maybe I'll just want to own a coffee shop one day because I didn't think I'd like it more. And I actually really like it. Like, that was never a thought that she had. So it does seem kind of random that he was like, okay, I'll buy you the coffee shop then and you can work there as long as you want. Because, like, okay, I I have two least favorite parts. One is more general and one is, like, specific. The specific one is the condom watch. Because, like, She's fucking so naive. Like, she never once is like, oh, wait a second. He's coming inside me. Like, this dude is... But, I mean, like, at the end, she ends up having, like, two kids. Two kids, and she's, like, what, 20, 22 at that time? Or 23. Yeah. She's, like, had a kid and is pregnant with another kid. Yeah. And, like, I get that, like... Because he has a thought where he's like, yeah, fuck it. If I get her pregnant, like, fuck it. And she, like, 
never once in her POV do we ever hear her go, huh, maybe I should, maybe we should use condoms. Like there's never a thought of like safe sex. And that's just so shocking to me. And I can't tell if that's just like because she's so fucking naive or like she had zero care. I just was like, yeah, what? There's never one inkling of like this guy who very clearly has gotten around just based on how like his demeanor was. There's fully another woman scene in this. So if you don't like that. Yeah. Where he like gets a blowy. Yeah, before him and Wendy start their thing, he literally gets a blowjob in the book from someone else. And I was just like, yeah, that was like one part that I did not like. Because I wish that they'd, even if it's just like a, oh, yeah, like we, she says we should use condoms. And he's like, no. Like, no fight. Yeah. There was literally like no thought in her mind that like ever crossed. And I was like, that just seems so unrealistic. And just like. I don't know if that was like intentional by the author because that's just like who that like who Wendy was supposed to be, but that was like not a favorite part of mine. The my other least favorite part is the dad, because yeah. he's like a very like one dimensional villain. Mm-hmm. Like he had no redeeming qualities really like you you don't like him i mean he does like like at the very end he's gonna fucking shoot her he was gonna shoot he was still gonna shoot james though like he wasn't gonna shoot wendy but wendy Did just they not ha- didn't he have a gun pointed at her at no he end? had he had a gun pointed at james and oh, was like wendy you just have to let me do this and she's like nah bitch and, and then, then he let dad. his like his like side piece fucking beat the crap out of her i know and he was like oh yeah she wasn't meant to hurt you and i was like if she was your like if she because she she describes herself as like her dad's like pride and joy at some point yes and i was like if she really was like he wouldn't let his side piece it was super that was a super weird because like i kept waiting for the dad to be redeemed and for him to at the end be like don't hurt her and he does but like it doesn't seem that sincere he's like guys this wasn't part of the deal he's never like throwing his body in front of his daughter to save her life like yeah he's like guys please stop <laughs> like it just seemed really like and i mean maybe that was the point is the dad was supposed to be bad all the way but i just like kept waiting for him to be redeemed even just slightly even though i kind of figured that he would die in the end anyway I didn't think that it would just be like he's just bad all the way through. And I wish that he had more like I guess depth. Like I wish I could feel for him more and feel the turmoil that Wendy would have killing him. But like it just felt very like a thing that happened. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I didn't I didn't I don't know. I just didn't like that. I just felt like it could have been fleshed also, out. Also, it turns out that he's not even the big bad guy, in guy. The he's just like, like kind of a guy all was, the things that were hits against james and there was smee's idea was Shmi's. so i'm like what is he what is he doing here i also was like, confused as to their connection like how it was never explained how peter and smee ended up like fucking in a business partner like like yeah how did they end up together like that was just never explained so 
I just felt like I had so many more questions at the end of that scene when she like kills her dad, kills Tina Bell. Dude, she blows her fucking brains. That was graphic when they were like, when she like it just shoots her in the head shoots her in the head and it describes her like her like literally like brains like splattering out i was like okay didn't need to know that but i love it fuck tina bell i just yeah like i just expected there to be a little bit more fleshing out of that but i i mean this was a fairly short book like i think an extra hundred pages would have done this book Mm -hmm. you would have been able to get more out of it but it was still a good book. I just like wish there was a little bit more there because the dad just seemed like such a flat villain, especially since you find out that Smee is the mastermind the whole time. And then you're like, how the fuck are they even like, how did they, how does this even happen? Like, how are they ever like meeting? Yeah, that was a weird, that was like a weird one. And the other weird part that I got was like, and maybe this is why this is such a good like entry level like dark romance is at the end they're like leaving the scene they're both like they've been slightly beaten james, james is bleeding has, like, he's like yeah he's bleeding from a and they just wound. like walk back to the car and they find the twins tied to a tree and i was like what i was like let's Cash. be honest in real life they would have just killed the two twins like why would they just tie them up there like that seems like maybe a stupid thing them. i don't know but they were clearly very loyal to James. I was just like, that seems kind of unrealistic. Like they the just be like, didn't have names. They were just twins. They were just twins. Although that's a that's a lost boy thing. In Peter Pan, there are two twins. They called themselves. I rem- now I remember they called themselves the Lost Boys. Yeah, no, that was like that was the gang's name. Oh my god, I just remember that. Anyway, um, what was your least favorite part? Honestly, it was the retelling part of it i know it's like a reimagining but every time she would like mention like the crocodile and the clock yeah the the clock and then once tina bell was introduced i was like oh my god are you fucking kidding me i like rolled my eyes when tina bell like it was like her name was tina bell i was like okay and that like i know like i know this is a retelling and i know we picked it because it's a retelling i know i picked we picked it because it's retelling but like there's some points when like (laughs) She was just trying to, like, throw in a, a bunch of references, and I just kind of started, like, I was, like, I'm rolling my eyes. I was, like, I, I. It was funny because I found that one of the most endearing parts of the book oh. was that I kept being, like, ah, oh, I get it. I mean, like, yeah. Like, the little references. Like, the tiger lily being I mean, the. I also, it's not technically a retelling. It's a reimagining. It's a reimagining. But I do wish he was a pirate. <laughs> Like yeah. I wish they, they he was he just like I wish the their business was they raided like shipping, they were like shipping ships. Like I wanted him to be a pirate. Like I I understand that like this is a reimagining, <laughs> but like just fucking make Hook a pirate. Like, <laughs> I just know I and this is just a like a niche writing a niche niche novel thing that I want more, more of. Pirates. I want more pirates. We. <laughs> random i just want him to be pirate it's not technically a con but i just it's just it's just a thought but i want him to be pirate interesting okay so then okay so i mean rereadability i i don't know if i'd reread this i don't know if i don't know if i reread like i had a good time with it but i think i'd continue on with the series rather than go back to this one agreed I don't know if I would reread this. Yeah. I did really like James as a character, and I feel like the only reason I would come back is because I, l- I do like yeah, James. Yeah, I liked his POVs far better than Wendy's. Agreed. 
Yeah, agreed. Um, rating? What did you give this? I think I gave it a four. I had a good time. Not a five. I but I had a good time with it. I actually I originally gave this a five, and I actually went back and changed it to a four because I was thinking about it, and I was like, this isn't really a five for me. This was good, and this is like. I actually wanted this to be darker. Like I kept waiting for it to get darker. He was a pirate. And it just never quite hit the dark romance like beats that I wanted it to be, Mm -hmm. like how dark it was. I also feel like I wasn't quite in a mood for any sort of dark romance and that probably swayed me a little bit. That probably swayed you. I'm like, I'm in a mood for something that's not light and fluffy. Okay, so this is probably like. So right I had a good, I had a good time with this book, but like this is a good like palate cleanser if you're like in a dark romance mood or you're like really into dark romance. Where this is like a lighter side of dark romance, where you almost read this after you read a fucking intense one. Like this is the palate cleanser before you. No, move this on was to my else. build up because I was waiting for. I know we're not doing this book. We probably could have done it. The Milan one is yeah, but mo- blood of my monster or monster. Whatever. It's something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But From it's a Rita trilogy, Kans. and I don't want to. And it's I a trilogy, but she just released, and I was like, she released it on the twenty sixth. I yeah, think like was just the date. And I was like, I was just biding my time to get to the twenty sixth so I could read the new Rita the Kent. new Rita Kent book because I was just like. I know it was a Mulan retelling when I was waiting for it, but we could have did it. We could have. But I, I think if you're a dark romance bro, you should read it you another H.D. Carlton book. Those are fucking dark, though. So you definitely have to be in a mood. If you're not in the mood, they're going to be way too dark. I don't know. I was, I'm also like, is I have, I've also read like almost all of Rena Kent's books. So I knew exactly what story this was going to be. And I was like, yes, give it. But like, yeah. this was just my build up. This was like, okay, I'm getting, I was in a contemporary light and fluffy mood mood and now i'm like let's just start leaning towards dark romance so i got a and i read hook and i was like this is this is exactly what i needed to build my way this up. is yeah this is a good build into dark romance or out of dark romance like yeah. if you read something really dark this is like a good follow-up where it's like dark romance but like not quite too dark um yeah so i gave this a four i would i would say a yeah, four, four is really good um steaminess i don't know i i couldn't decide between a four and a three and a half using three and a half you think so they got so repetitive i was i think it's because they all happened on the fucking boat too and the choking happened like every time yeah. which i get is the right after <laughs> the kink but yeah they did feel kind of repetitive like the same scene over and yeah. over again yeah okay yeah three and a half then is what i would give that's true I give like there are quite a few scenes yeah, this is definitely on the steamier side. But they just were a little repetitive for me. Um, would you recommend this? Yeah, I would. I, yeah. Like, this is a good entry-level dark romance. I would actually recommend this to somebody who, even if they don't read dark romance. Like, I don't think I'd quite recommend Arena Kent to someone who doesn't read dark romance or doesn't want to read dark romance. But I would still recommend this to someone who doesn't read dark romance normally because it it is evened out quite a bit by the retelling aspects yeah i guess do you know what i mean sure i mean like i would recommend it to like any it's not technically dark it's not that dark it's, it's kind dark. of gory but it's not really that dark yeah. it is listed under dark romance though but i would recommend this yeah um next week's book is a novella yeah a beauty and the beast retelling 
Yes. Which like was surprisingly hard for us to find one. No, it's not hard to find one. It's just hard to find one we wanted to read. Okay, yeah, that's a good. That's a. Although you picked it, I did pick it, and I picked I picked this book because I this is this Hulk has been on my I think I've book picked, list for a while. I picked most of the books this month. Yes, you did. Um, I haven't read many fairy tale retellings recently. Um, so stay tuned for next week because it is it'll be a shorter episode because it'll be a shorter book. Yeah. Um, but it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling. And any last words on the book? I do want to read Scarred. I've heard a lot of things about the Scarred book. That's the, the, um, the Lion King. Which is, okay, so we talked about doing we a ta- Lion King. We talked about doing a Lion but King, but then it's, a Lion King is a retelling of Macbeth. Macbeth which which is, is not technically a fairy tale. Yes, agreed, which so, is why we didn't. Yeah. Because, yeah, because we also talked about doing an Anastasia, which is, uh, the Sophie Lark has an Anastasia retelling. Yeah. And then. And that's not quite a fairy tale Because, I mean, yes, it is a, if you are only. It's qualifi- a retelling. If our only qualifications of, was there an animated movie of it? A Disney animated movie? Sh- well, technically Anastasia is not a Disney movie. It it's was not? DreamWorks, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was Disney. No, it wasn't Disney. I thought it was. But also, in the, but also with the Anastasia one, we had a argument of whether it's like, Anastasia was technically a real life person. Yeah, the, and like, is it okay to do a fairy? It, is it a technically a fairy tale if she's a real life person? It is based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we and there was also like a Phantom of the Opera one we were looking at, and yeah, we were just like, is that tech? That's not technically a fairy tale. It's because a, I feel like Phantom of the Opera would have fallen into the same category as Macbeth retelling, yeah. where it's if like we did like retellings story. of classics sure like yeah retellings would have been a good category but this is specifically but, fairy yeah yesha renamed or, or named the month fairy tale fab so, so we had to we had some it's just so catchy it's catchy but it gave us too many hurdles <laughs> it did it gave us unexpected hurdles um okay that's all that's all for this week don't forget to rate review and subscribe tell your friends about us it's really helpful um you can catch us on instagram that's kind of where we're most likely yes and you can always send us emails and we love book recs so obviously send them our way as usual and otherwise we will be back in your ears next week bye bye